0: Welcome to the Walking Down Main Street podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Coasters and Castles Travel. Coasters and Castles Travel has travel advisors in more than 35 states. We call our travel advisors vacation specialists. Our advisors can have specialties from theme park travel, ocean and river cruises, and all-inclusive resort travel. Our advisors travel frequently to better get to know the destinations our guests would like to travel to and regularly keep up with destination training. Our advisors do not charge a planning fee, so it costs our clients no more to book with us than it would to book direct with the supplier. For more information, go to www.travelcnc.com, that's T-R-A-V-E-L-C-N-C.com. For a no-cost, no-obligation quote, we can also be reached by phone at 844-422-8785. Let me introduce everyone. I am Lynn Macalini, co-owner of Coasters and Castles Travel. We also have April Botta, co-owner of Coasters and Castles Travel.
1: Hi, everyone. So excited to be talking travel with you. And then we are also joined by Whitney Maddox. She is a Senior Vacation Specialist with
0: Coasters and Castles Travel. Hello, friends. We will be bringing you an episode each week. We will have topics related to Disney destinations, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, cruising, and fun and sun vacations. We love travel and want to share our experiences with you. Welcome back and we are going to revisit tonight the our visit to Walt Disney World for the opening um, some of our friends actually spent some more time after they recorded with us and um, so we want to chat about that again tonight do want to remind everyone to please remember to like share and subscribe and we do appreciate you listening to us and if you have any suggestions be sure to reach out to us and And uh, and ask us to talk about those items, and we'll be happy to do that. Uh, We do have our guest, Lindsay Rusher, back with us again. She is a vacation specialist with Coases and Castles Travel. And then we have our regulars, April and Whitney, as well. So, ladies, let's start with uh, Whitney, just because she had the fun distinction of being somebody who failed her temperature check. So tell us about that experience, Whitney.
2: I did. Um, I had gotten off of the Skyliner uh, to Hollywood Studios and I had told Lindsay before we got off, I'm like, this, the mask that I have on today makes, is making me feel a lot hotter. I had switched my mask like halfway through the day too. Um, And I said, I just feel really hot right now. Well, of course I get off and I go to the temperature check and she checks my forehead and she says, can I check behind your ear? So she moves it to my, behind my ear and she says, okay, you didn't pass your temperature check. So you have to go sit over here for about five minutes and we will recheck you. And I was like, freaking out like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I have a temperature. But it was super simple. She took me over to a tent that had a seat with some fans blowing on you. And it wasn't even five minutes. It was probably like three minutes. I just sat there and cooled down and she checked my forehead again and said, everything is good and let me go. So Um, they, they did talk to us about that and said it happens quite often because you're just, they're testing the surface temperature of your forehead. So, um, they have, you know, people are just hot in the sun, walking around, they're sweaty. So they kind of sit them in there to cool them down. And if it's a temperature, uh, or if it's a surface temperature issue, you will cool down. If you're actually like very sick, you won't, your temperature won't go down by sitting in the, in the coolness. So Um, that's kind of how they determine that, but yes, I, I did fail that only, only one time. (laughs) But you know what? I'm really glad that you did though, because now
0: we know all this extra information that we didn't know beforehand. Yep. And I think that that can be really helpful, um, to, you know, our clients and our, our, and guests who are listening to know that. Yeah. I know that was one of those questions. I mean, for those of us who are older ladies who have gone through menopause and you get that hot flash, well, what happens if a hot flash Hits while you're going through the tent yeah so you know i mean it can be good to people to know that you know they will indeed if they're not actually ill be able to get in
3: yeah it, and it was it was like super hot that day when she had her fail because that was the only time that they had to check me behind my ear so i actually failed the forehead the same time that she failed both of them Every other time, my forehead was fine. So I think the heat does have a lot to do with it, too. And I'm glad that they took that into consideration and she didn't just fail and then be like, bye. (laughs) Because that would have been been terrible. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that is certainly great information. And I know that you three ladies went back to Epcot after we recorded last time. And so I did want to ask the three of you to share your experience at the, uh, the, I'm going to call it the hybrid festival. April, what are they calling it again?
1: It is the Taste of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So it's a combination of
0: the Flower and Garden Festival and the Food and Wine Festival. Okay. Uh, So April, what did you like about that hybrid
1: I liked the festival because number one, I didn't get to go to the Flower and Garden Festival because it was only open for 11 days until it got to close for COVID. So I wasn't able to go earlier. So I really appreciated being able to get a sampling of it because it still had many of the food booths from the Flower and Garden. I was disappointed that it didn't have all the topiaries up and the flowers had been removed in many of the areas and the butterfly garden was gone. So some of the things that I like to see every year, I wasn't able to, but at least we were able to still get uh, a sampling of it. We got to shop for it, which is always important for me. Anyone who knows me knows I want to shop. So I loved being able to get Flower and Garden merchandise. The Food and Wine merchandise is not out yet. So from what I'm interpreting from everything I've read, is that they will actually still have the Food and Wine Festival come the fall. There is no announcement as to a start date or a transition date for that, and there's no announcement as to an end date for it all either, but I'm anticipating that they probably will have food and wine merchandise once the flower and garden merchandise has dwindled down. But overall, we had a lot of fun. We walked around the countries. We got to sample some things. Whitney and Lindsay sampled more than I did. I just got this, like, giant funnel cake cookies and cream funnel cake that was like really meant to be shared for three people and I inhaled it on myself Um, but (laughs) it was really good so it was definitely worth it and there's no calories in Disney anyway so it doesn't matter but it was a lot of fun and we really had a good time walking around and we just missed the rain going now was it I don't you know did it just rain when we got in or I don't I think we just missed the rain going in wasn't that the case
3: Yeah, I think it only just rained while we were in line for Frozen, and we were right there at the, they had lots of umbrellas up for the heat too, so it kind of worked out when we were able to jump under the umbrellas, and by the time we were all frozen, the rain was gone, so we didn't run into too many issues.
1: Yeah, so it worked out perfect. I mean, I think Walking Around World Showcase anyway, in the case of a rainstorm, there's plenty of places where you can kind of duck in and get out of the weather, so that's a nice thing.
0: Yeah, I think maybe with the gardens, um, they may not have had those there because there wouldn't have been enough time to really replace all that stuff. And I know they did not have cast members working on that stuff during the closure. So pretty much the only people that were in there during the closure was security. So they didn't, you know, as it is, they had to care for all the lawns and do all that mowing and all that stuff. So,
2: yeah, one. okay. so so ladies are. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Whitney. (laughs) Uh, One important thing to note is the first day that we were at Food and Wine, um, they didn't really say much about, I mean, we had had drinks and we were walking around with our mask down, drinking our drinks uh, from the festival. Uh, We were never told to stay in one spot. And then by the second day that we were there, they were pretty adamant on making sure that you were standing or sitting in one area while you were enjoying your food or your drink. Um, They did not want you to walk around with your mask down. Um, So that was a little bit of a change from the first to the second day. And um, I mean, we didn't see any issue with that. We, you know, ate our food and drank our drinks and went on our way. But that was definitely something that was being much more implemented. There were cast members that actually had like signs that they were holding up that said like, please keep your mask up or, you know, I can't remember exactly what I said, but basically like they were kind of just like showing it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if
0: you walked by. It was a policy change because okay. it wasn't the policy. And then, and I won't say yelled at per se, but I was spoken to when we were in Magic Kingdom our last day. Um, if you're looking at Cinderella Castle, I was at the popcorn slash ice cream stand on the right. And April was at the uh pretzel slash ice cream stand on the left and i had gotten my popcorn and my ice cream popcorn i was saving for later so it was in a bucket and then i was eating my ice cream as i walked across and i was spoken to by a cast member saying i had to basically pull over and eat <laughs> so it was interesting yeah so for my foodie ladies tell us what you loved enjoying from the food booths
3: all of the things do you want to go first <laughs> all of the things so we got some lobster tail, which was pretty fantastic. Where was that from? That was from Citrus Bloom. Is that what it's called? Yep. And we um, also had a lobster roll because obviously we like some lobster. Um, we had the Levian Rose a few times, which was a delightful little treat, no matter coming in or going out. Wit um, had this sushi Pot, the flower pot that was so cute. She said it was really good too. We just tried all kinds of things, which I, I'm i glad I got to try new things. Everything I tried was something I had never had before, which is different from past festivals because I get attached to my favorite things and I don't sway from them. So it was a good experience.
0: What is a Levian Rose? Is it a drink?
3: Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Okay. It's a slushie from France,
2: uh, and it has gray goose in it, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. Uh, one of the things oh, I and- tried that I have never tried before there was the spam from Hawaii, <laughs> and it was actually really, really good. <laughs> it sounds Ew. horrible, but it was delicious. I don't like spam. It was teriyaki. I can't- It was so good. I, I feel like it had before. I don't- prepared the right way. It was good. Yeah.
0: Everything. From I can't Mexico have it anyway because has spam in it. But
3: yeah. How many stations did you actually get food from? Oh, so many. Oh, and in like the little pavilion center, there's more stations inside there. And they have like a Mac station. And we did the buffalo chicken and, shocking, the lobster mac and cheese. And it was so tasty. Like, I was sad when my last bite was gone. I wanted more. (laughs) Lindsay,
0: you guys are going to have to come out here some year when we're not... Plagued by the plague, um, and have lobster out here. I I would be we're, okay. We're there. there. Yes. <laughs> okay, next summer, we'll count on it. We'll do a maybe we'll do our first live podcast next summer.
3: Oh, that could be fun. Well, hopefully, fun. we don't necessarily wait until um, then.
0: But. Well, considering I can't go anywhere because Rhode Island is put in jail.
3: Oh, you're in jail um,
0: too. Yeah. I'm I can't not going to go to Massachusetts.
3: I'll come to you. I'm not in jail.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just don't know. They might not April, let April back in if she comes. <laughs> I know. I'll just have to quarantine. Oh, and that's um, right. Yeah. So what do you, is this something that you would hope that they would do this hybrid
2: type festival um, in years from the future? I enjoyed it. I think if they're going to do it, I would prefer that they still do the flower and garden like normal and then kind of keep some of the popular things and transition it. in. I think it's a good transition. I I like to have that option when I'm at Epcot. So when nothing's there, I'm like, oh, like I like to eat the, at the food booths and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's cool. I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised
1: if we see Is something that would be your- similar next summer. You know, when we transition from Flower and Garden to Food and Wine next year, that they might do something similar.
0: Yeah. So, keeping on the Epcot theme, I know that you ladies saw some characters in Epcot. Um, who did you see, and where were they,
2: Whitney? So somehow we somehow we missed the princess calvacades going all through Epcot. We spent two days there. I don't know how we missed Elsa walking around. I, I don't know. I don't know how we missed it. In we were too end. busy eating and drinking. That's what happened. But uh, we did see Pooh. And he was the cutest thing I have ever seen. Uh, He was in the gardens between the land pavilion and the imagination pavilion. And he was literally just walking around with his butterfly net. And he was like trying to catch butterflies. And he was like dancing and frolicking in the garden. And he was just so cute. He was playing peekaboo behind the tree. Uh, Lots of kids were coming up to the little fence area. And he was, you know, posing for... Their parents to take pictures with him, or I got a selfie with him, and uh, it was adorable. I was a little bit worried about the character interaction. We like to meet characters. I like to meet them, whether my kids are with me or not. And um, I was sad to not have that opportunity, but this was super cute. I I liked how he was just out and about, and you could kind of walk up and see him. So I thought that was I thought that was adorable.
0: Okay. Um. And I know April and I, we saw Mickey and Friends on the back of the train station in Magic Kingdom. Uh, I saw them there twice, actually. Uh, I never did see the Princess Cavalcade in Magic Kingdom. And I I didn't see the Goofy's Cavalcade. Um, I don't know if you guys saw I don't know. Did you go back to Magic Kingdom afterwards? Or did you go to something else? Oh, you went we- to Hollywood Studios.
2: Yeah, we just did one day at Magic, but we did see um, Pooh and Friends in the trolley in the morning, which was very adorable. And uh, looking back on my picture, I saw someone also got engaged. I was like filming, f- filming the characters, and then I didn't even notice it at the time, but looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's getting engaged right in my video. Um, oh, I know, so cute. But then... Um, we also saw Minnie, Mickey, Donald, and Daisy over in Frontierland uh, when we were coming to meet you guys for Splash. They were coming through on their little gal. Okay, okay. so. mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and right behind them, Tink came through on oh, her yeah, little t- treasure chest. So, Oh, yep. really? That was fast. I never saw
0: them close together that way. I saw them in different times. Yeah, we saw I Tinkerbell.
3: Surprised. I was surprised because we stopped kind of right where liberty tavern was to watch um the first little cavalcade with like mickey and minnie in their birthday suit still and then by the time we had gotten to splash we were taking some pics in front of it and they brought her out and i was like whoa they're kind of rolling them on through but that was the last one that we saw there i don't think we saw another character the rest of the day we were hoping yeah. to see anastasia and Drizella. But, I know I miss those. We missed those. I them. missed them. I didn't see them, but I've heard
0: them. Uh, that they were in the back of the castle heckling guests. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be fun. And I just do want to clarify: Mickey and Minnie are actually wearing clothes. They're wearing their birthday outfits. So if anyone <laughs> has birthday suits and assumes they didn't have clothes on, they did. <laughs> um, just, yeah, um, I want to clarify that because everyone is on uh, the audio here. <laughs> Yeah, they brought birthday outfits. It's getting pretty um, crazy in Disney World. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay, and so I've got those there. I'm just going through my list to make sure we get everything. Now, you ladies went to Hollywood Studios after April and I headed home. And I know you get got to go on Rise of the Resistance. So,
3: um, Lindsay, how about you share your experience first? Okay. So, it was my second time writing it. I wrote it in January before I saw the last Star Wars movie. I thought it was amazing. They did an awesome job. It's just, it's not like anything else at Disney because it's so immersive. And it's almost like you're part of the Star Wars world. Like, really? The second time, still amazing, but it was weird for me because even though it's brand new, it was in my head seemingly outdated because Kylo Ren is good now. And I was like, wait a minute, like, we're, we, how did I didn't even think about that until I finished writing it? And it was just kind of strange, but I still love it. And I'm still going to try to get in a group every time I go. So it's pretty, pretty great.
0: So one other thing I do want to add before I forget on that is that when we first recorded, they had three times during the day that you could get into a boarding group. And then while we were down there, they changed it or just maybe even after you guys got back, it might have been, they've changed it to only two times. So right now it's 10 and 2. And keep in mind, things can always change. So that may change again. They may go back to one time or they may find they want to go back to three or maybe even have four. So You know, don't keep that as set in stone. Um, I would just recommend if you go to Hollywood Studios, just ask um, a cast member what the schedule is for that. Um,
2: Whitney, it was your first time on Rise. Tell us about it. Um, I was just in awe the whole time. Like, I, I made sure not to have my phone and stuff out during it. Like, even though, you know being who I am, I want to record like every second of everything. So I don't like miss it on film. But I was like, I'm not going to even take this out. I'm just going to experience it fully. And I was just, I think my mouth was just like wide open the whole time. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I did scream like, I love you Kylo. Like a lot of times during it. I had a shirt on that said, if found, please return to Kylo Ren. All of the cast members and the, the, the people the cast members before you get on the ride in the queue were like very with me they were like who are the people yeah why are you here if you want do you want me to take you to Kylo Ren and I was like yes I do where is he they're like um so they thought that was funny everybody said something about my shirt um but yeah I thought it was amazing um when we we got. We weren't there at ten o'clock, so we got into the queue at the. It was one o'clock then, so disregard that right now. But it was one o'clock when we were there, and uh, Lindsay worked her magic. She got us in there, and we actually went back to the resort for a little bit of a break after that. And we got a text around four fifteen that said, uh, "Be here. Be back by five fifteen to ride." So it gave you one hour. So. We pretty much like had to bust our butts to get back. We were like laying in bed, like taking a rest. And we were like, oh my gosh. She's like, we got this alert. We got to go. Um, so we got quick, got ready and got back on the Skyliner. That was probably half of, that was when I failed my temperature check. So probably me like rushing around to get ready to had some effect on uh, my temperature being elevated. But we got yeah. back. Then the ride was actually down when we got back there uh so they said okay you have to come back like they said come back in 20 minutes so we actually went and rode slinky dog and then went back and it was back open and it wasn't a super long wait once we were in there maybe 20 minute 25 minutes ish somewhere around there mm-hmm. um so yeah it was a great experience though so do
3: both of you ladies like flight and pass love it i'm obsessed i would ride it 10 times in a row i could okay so choose between the two of them.
0: You can choose only one. You get to ride one of those rides. Which one are you riding?
3: Lindsay? I think I have to ride Flight of Passage. Just, I mean, there's just like, there's nothing like Rise. There's nothing like Flight of Passage. But it's just the thrill of it throughout the entire thing. I can't get, pa- like, no, yes, it's it's Flight of Passage. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, Whitney, which one do you choose? I think I'd have to agree I do. I,
3: I did love Rise a lot,
2: but I love Flight of Passage. Speaking of which, Lindsay and I we went to Animal Kingdom on our last day, and we only had like maybe four hours to spend there. We got there at eight. We had to leave by noon to catch my flight home, and we rode Flight of Passage twice in a row. Like when you got off, they ask you, "Do you want to go again?" And they send you back through the fast pass line for an even oh, short for an even shorter wait. So.
3: And you do that until you're done riding it. Like right. we got off again and they were like, would you like to go again? And, and we're, we're like, yes, like, we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, pretty much right now, while the ride times are so minimal at Animal Kingdom, you only have to wait in that queue one time. And then just let you keep going back in through what was the fast pass lane Um, Now, I will say they did not do that when I wrote it. So it may not be all the time. Our day. So hopefully if anyone goes soon and it's five and 10 minute waits, you'll you'll get the same experience. Because that was the one thing I was thinking. You don't realize how long that queue line is until you're just walking and walking and walking. And there's no stopping and you're still not there. You're like, holy moly. You kind of get caught up in the just waiting part of it, and so many different sections that you get to see. So I don't think I even realized how long that queue line truly was until we walked all the way through it. So, so I've only ridden flight
0: twice, and one time was with a VIP tour. Ah. So I never go walked the queue ever.
3: That is one queue that I think everyone needs to walk through once because totally. it's an experience all its own. And when you get to the lab, it's just like. Oh, my word. That was incredible. We avatar. actually let
0: people go in front of us mm-hmm. so that April could get some good pictures of the, the Avatar.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I walked the queue just to walk the queue and then I went out the chicken door because I get sick on Flight of Passage. I've ridden it a couple of times. So I have experienced it, but I'm done riding it because it really does make me sick and I don't feel well after. So, But I appreciate the queue because the queue is amazing and absolutely worth, Mm. I don't know if it's worth a two hour plus wait, but it's definitely worth taking the long road to see the queue and go through it all. And, And it was very easy to go out the chicken door. There's a chicken door in every ride if anyone does get motion sick. Um, there is an escape door. So even if you want to stay with your family and walk through the queue, you can go through the door and then you're waiting for your family at the exit. So I can tell you where all the chicken doors are because I've done them
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> she has. Um, and one thing that's neat is in the queue for Rise, there's the, some game that people can play and there's symbols all over things that they you scan.
2: Mm-hmm. We had a lady
0: behind us when we were in the line who was playing the game. And there's different yeah, tasks the you can do for oh, each yeah. one and all that stuff. So okay. Yeah. So I wasn't sure what exactly it was called. But yeah. um
1: so, but Rise um, I can so, ride that. So for the record, anyone that gets motion sick, Rise I do not find as stressful. There's only one part that's a motion simulation part that I have to close my eyes. So for me, I would definitely choose Rise over Flight of Passage, even though I can appreciate the technology in flight of passage. But so I have seen some different posts out to there of people rise
0: hmm? yeah i actually get no no i just on rise. um it's oh, the, wow. the times when it spins and goes backwards and all that
3: stuff so rise is just um, very like chaotic it's so fast and you're constantly moving and shifting and i feel like it's so much to take in that i'm almost like like frazzled by the end of it because i'm like what did i just experience um did, was this the first time you rode
2: mickey and minnie's April and Lynn, or you had bet on that already?
0: We wrote it out. I, we both only written it once. That yeah, was the other I was going to ask you guys about. The last, was, time,
2: yeah. the last time you were down there?
0: Just this last time, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, that was. So did that not make you sick at all, April? No. You took it you on know, me beforehand? and Yeah. The beginning was
1: jerky. So the beginning actually, there was. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen the point of view videos. I watched them before going on rides because I really want to kind of gauge if they're going to make me sick. And so there was one part in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that I was concerned about, and that part didn't bother me. But there was a kind of the beginning part. You're very jerky, and you're moving in different directions, and that left me a little off, but I did take a drama mean ahead of time. So I was fine for the ride, and it was very short-lived, so that particular part. And the rest of the ride, I mean, it does kind of move you in different directions. You don't always anticipate which way it's going, but it wasn't that bad, so it's not. It's not as much as Rise. Rise shifts directions much quicker
2: and more frequently.
1: I love, so ladies,
2: Minnie. <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah. What'd you think? It was so cute. I thought that was. I mean, I loved the great movie ride. So it it's still like a sore subject for me that that's gone. I just appreciated every part of that. Uh, I think my kids would have just died over. The Great Movie Ride. Now, they've been on it, but they were so little they don't really remember, but now they would have loved that. But uh, that being said, we can't change that that's what happened and that it's gone. Uh, I think this was a great addition to the park and it was just super, the whole thing was super cute. I was I was very pleased. So I think
0: that I would like it more if it was done as a brand new ride and didn't get rid of Great Movie Ride. Who yeah.
3: I agree, Lindsay. What did we think about uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? I thought it was adorable, and I did love that. Like, there's finally like a classic Disney character attraction at Disney World. They're just there. You see some of them in like Falar Magic and stuff, but that's more of like a show experience. So I just thought it was really creative, and it's super bright and colorful, and it's it was just a it was adorable. It was super cute. April?
1: I loved Mickey and Minnie's. Now, and I do miss Great Movie Ride. I like that there's a couple of nods to Great Movie Ride in Mickey and Minnie's, but it was a great ride. I only got to ride it once, and so I can't wait to ride it again. And I feel like it's a ride you need to ride a few times to take it all in because there's so much going on. But it's really fun and immersive. There was a part in there that I did kind of have to close my eyes to that I just remembered about. That's a little bit of a motion simulation part, but otherwise it was a really fun ride. I definitely want to ride it and it's going to be on my must do list. So I do love it, but I miss great movie ride too, because it's nostalgic
0: for me. Yeah, there's nothing like being able to be in Oz. I know <laughs> that was just like the best thing of being in Oz. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm a huge yeah. um, wizard of Oz fan, but you know, it, it is funny because I had a hard time separating out Great Movie Ride from there. I kept trying to figure out what room I was in. And <laughs> in some you can tell. yeah, Like the, the Western area, you could tell uh-huh. that one there. But a lot of it I couldn't tell. And then, and I actually, I never watched the POVs. But I did this time because I just wanted to see how they changed it. So, for instance, when they changed Maelstrom into Frozen, I felt like, for, especially for the time it was down, they didn't make enough changes. It was the same track, it was the same logs. All they did was change the scenery. And I was disappointed with it. Um, and I love the movie Frozen, so that was hard for me. But I also did love Maelstrom. You know, I just didn't like mm-hmm. the little movie afterwards. <laughs> so I used to run right through uh, <laughs> to escape that. Um, but I, I, you know, I do. I do like Mickey and Minnie's. I feel like I need to ride it a few more times to really figure out how I feel about it. A hundred percent. So, um, so mask wise, or as Disney calls them, face coverings. How did you guys manage the rest of the week? I know you said you were pretty hot that one day.
3: It was hot, but it was manageable. I mean, it's just Florida. It's hot anyways, Um, at no point did I feel like I was legitimately going to crawl out of my skin if I didn't take it off. Um, You kind of do just sort of get used to it pretty quickly. But then when you do have the chance to take it off, it is a nice little break and refresher, even if it's just long enough to grab one of those small meals from the festival and sit at a table for five minutes and just Take the break, but it wasn't as bad as I had anticipated it being previous to actually getting there. Okay.
2: Whitney? Yeah, I agree with that. I was having a little bit of anxiety thinking about being down there in the heat in the mask. Uh, I just don't do well in the heat normally. And I thought, oh gosh, this is just not a good situation. But I did make sure that I stayed cool and hydrated more than I ever have. I mean, I bought a, like a 32 gallon or 32,
3: what? 32 ounce, cup. Ounce. 32, 32 ounce.
2: Ounce. <laughs> a 32 ounce. I would have paid to see you hell around a 32 All gallon right. water yeah. jug. All right. That would have been funny. All right. A 32 ounce water cup that stayed cold. I brought that with me and I dr- I mean, I just kept filling that up and drinking that. And we had cooler packs uh, that we broke and put on our necks when we were hot. We had our fans. We took every air conditioned break we possibly could. Uh, it was, you know, you just have to be conscious of like making sure that you're staying hydrated was the biggest thing, I think, for us. So we did a good job at that. There's, There are a lot of mask relaxation zones around. Each park has a whole bunch of them. And, you know, that was nice, too. You know, if you need that, we, you know, we didn't really utilize those. We just saw them everywhere because we were fine. I feel like we were eating so much that we just sat and ate like every so often and drank our water and we were fine. But um, yeah,
0: I mean, I had a couple of times where I started getting overheated. And um, one time we went into um, Hall of Presidents. Yes, we went to Hall of Presidents, and we had just gone on Splash Mountain, so we were wet from that. And Hall of Presidents, now mind you, I, right now, I'm in Rhode Island, I've got a window air conditioner set at 62, and I'm sitting here mm-hmm. wearing a tank top. So I like it cold. And we went into the the waiting area for Hall of Presidents, and it was so cold that I was cold. Yeah, it's freezing Not in there. Not like me. It was. But it was perfect, though. And then you get the 20-minute show where you're in the air-conditioned theater, so that really helped. And then we went from there right into um, Carousel of Progress. So we had even more ignition time. And that really helped to regulate me yeah. uh, heat-wise. Um, I also went through a ton of those, uh, I call them punch punchable ice packs. They're the disposable ones that you punch. And there's a chemical reaction inside that makes them cold. And you put them on the back of your neck. Um, so that helped. The other thing I did was, and this really helped mask-wise, because for some reason with a cloth mask, I will actually get chafing on my chin. So I went to an appointment today. I had to wear a mask and I was talking and I'm like, this is really chafing my chin. And uh, my doctor, I went to see her and she actually said that that's why they wear the paper masks, the disposable ones because of that problem. But I found when I was in Disney, what I did was I wore a cooling gator under my mask because you have to have a regular mask over. And that made a huge difference because that was nice and smooth. And it was all to wick away any moisture from when I was talking it's like any condensation type stuff. Um, April, how, what was your impression on the, the masks?
1: Well, I want to tag on to what you said about wearing the gator. Is gaiter. We got a lot of pushback from cast members questioning the fact that we had a gator on, even though we had a mask on over it. Because gators are not allowed in Disney um, and everything. They must be two-ply face coverings. So... And Universal is now taking that stance as well, by the way. But I I felt yes. really bothered because we were going the next level by actually wearing two different face coverings because we were wearing the neck gaiters, which I agree was actually, even though it was two layers, it was cooler and more comfortable than just having a mask on. And I wasn't getting headachey from wearing the gaiter with the mask, but it threw people for a loop. And, and part, I will say, was part our fault because we had a blue gator on with a blue mask. So from a distance, cast members couldn't necessarily differentiate between the two. But at one point, I was wearing a blue gator with a red mask, and I still got questioned on it. And one cast member even called over a team oh, really? leader to ask And the team leader said, no, it's fine. Um, you know, as long as you keep your mask on, you can't take the mask off, which... I'm happy to be compliant. I was happy to be there, whatever I need to do. But that was one part that I felt was almost too much because I felt we were doing what we're supposed to be doing. And yet we were still kind of being questioned on it. I personally, I do not like wearing face coverings. I wear them and I will continue to do so as long as it's necessary to do so. But I'm not personally happy about it. And and when they say that I don't have to wear them, I don't know that I will choose to wear them because it's it's just not enjoyable. And then just oh, I kind of the conflict kind of, of having it off and, you know, trying to worry about like, you know, eating or drinking. I found one thing that was easy with wearing the mask is if I had a drink with a straw, I would just stick the straw underneath my mask. So then I could still drink when I wanted to or take a little sip of something and I wasn't taking my mask off. So that I found was kind of an easy go-round to not worrying about. I have to go stop over here to take my mask off to take a drink of water. I could just take a sip out of a straw. Um, So it's something I think you can't do it cold turkey. I think, you know, if you do have a trip planned to Florida, practice with it and get the kids to practice wearing it. Because if you go from not wearing a mask to all of a sudden you're wearing a mask for six, eight hours, ten hours in 90 plus degree heat and humidity you're not going to be used to it so you really do have to kind of take your time and and get used to it and work your body up to it and especially with the kids because kids two and older are expected to wear face face covering so get them used to it i saw one actual and i'm not going to take credit for this at all it was a facebook post or something that someone suggested if you want to get your kids used to wearing a face mask Tell them if they want to watch TV or play video games or something, they need to wear a face mask while they're doing it. So it's kind of a little bribery to get them kind of in the habit of wearing a face mask. And I mean, hey, you know, everybody knows their kids and they know what they're capable of. But it might be some way to kind of get your child in the habit of keeping a mask on and just recognizing. Um, And one other thing that was nice I saw in a lot of the kind of recovery tents where you go when you do have the high temperatures, they did have stuffed Mickey's wearing masks. And I know previously I'd seen a cast member bringing Mickey out to show a little kid like, Oh, Mickey's wearing his mask too, to kind of build that relation. Mm -hmm. So it's challenging, you know, overall, I I don't know that I can say a lot good about it, but it's manageable. You can do it and you can do it fairly successfully.
0: Yeah. And I do have the the policy here in regards to universal. I know we're talking Disney, but I do want to add this. So, um, We have our, we asked our RUP for the policy, and they did say face coverings must cover the nose and the mouth, be secured under the chin, so the way we used to wear our bandanas is no longer allowed, and fit snugly against the sides of the face and be secured with ear loops or secured around your head. They also need to be at least two-ply to help prevent respiratory droplets from traveling into the air and onto other people. New face shields must cover the nose and mouth, wrap around the sides of the face, and extend to below the chin. So, they allow the face shield if you have a medical um, uh, requirement and you have to go to their guest services to get a special band. But when you go on an attraction, you do have to have a regular face mask on. Uh, gators are an acceptable form of face coverings as long as they fit the requirements listed. So, that means they have to be at least two ply. So, when you go to Universal, you may want to try the the trick of both the gator and the, um, the face mask, as long as the gator has ear holes. And one thing, I have small ears, so I was having a little bit of trouble keeping both that and the mask on. So what I did was I fed the elastic from the mask through the ear hole, put that on first, and then put it over my ear, and that helped. Um, so again, for Universal, the following face coverings are not permitted at Universal Orlando. Face coverings with exhalation valves. So I've seen a lot of masks that have those in it. Those are not allowed. And those that are not secure with ear loops or around your head. Face coverings that include mesh or holes of any kind in costume masks or veils. So um, guests must wear face coverings at all times unless they are actively eating or drinking. And they must be active. It must also be socially distanced from other parties while consuming their food or beverage. So I believe they're going to have the same thing where they want you basically, you know, sitting down away from people when you're doing that. And then um, it says inside restaurants, we've arranged tables and seating so that guests can safely remove their face coverings while enjoying their dining experience. So I just wanted to, to share that so that everybody has that information. Um, Post visit, April, anything else that you can think of? Because we, we did record while we were down there in the middle of everything.
1: I don't think so. I think we've kind of covered everything. I mean, it's just constantly evolving, so I expect things to change again, hopefully for the better, sooner instead of later. But, um, yeah, I mean, anyone who's planning a visit, just make sure you're checking in with your current state requirements as well as Florida requirements and the theme park requirements and just making sure you're up to date and informed because things definitely could change um but you know overall i i still say it you know we've been down to florida a few times now since everything's reopened and i feel it's safer in the theme parks than in a lot of public spaces that aren't theme parks you know it's just it's very well regulated it's very well signed there's sanitizer everywhere wash your hands hand washing stations everywhere it it just it, it's so regulated and i don't blame them because they're at such a spotlight that it needs to be. But it seems that they're really doing the right thing. So I wouldn't question being in the theme parks. But that's my own personal opinion. Everybody has a different situation. Everybody has different opinions and concerns. So, you know, definitely follow you on concerns. But I, I would absolutely go to the theme park, you know, without question and not be as concerned as I might be going to a local grocery store or
0: such. And that actually made me think of the, the quarantine. I did want to mention that. So I know, uh, Whitney, you flew back into your state. And so um, talk a little bit about your quarantine process.
2: So I am in New York and I flew a nonstop flight from Florida back to my hometown. And when I got on the plane, they handed me a form to fill out. It basically says, who you are, where where you're coming from, where you're staying. So you have to put your address on there, your contact information. Uh, I filled all of that out and they collected that when I got off of the plane back home. And the next day, it was within like less than 24 hours of me getting off the plane. I got a call from New York State Contact Tracing and they called me, asked me some medical questions over the phone. Uh, they wanted to know, I mean, they went through all of the COVID symptoms and had me answer yes or no. Do you have any of these symptoms? No, 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 no. Um, and then they asked me, you know, if I had any prior health issues that may make me more susceptible to COVID being an issue. So we kind of went through that. They marked that all down. Uh, then he asked me if I if I'm okay with them sending me a text every day just to see how I am. So I I needed to quarantine for 14 days, which I did that. Um, and so every morning at like 8 30 in the morning, I got a text from this automated system that said, Hello, Whitney, is anyone in your family experiencing any COVID symptoms today? Press one for yes or two for no. I never had any symptoms, so I pressed two. And uh, I got another text back that said, Thank you, you're all set for today. You have X amount of days remaining of monitoring. So then on my last day, they said, Hi, you're done with your quarantine. Starting tomorrow, you can you know, go back out into the real world. Um so you know, I I did my thing. I went to Disney, I came home. I work from home, I'm home with my kids, you know. It wasn't a big thing for me to stay home and pretty much not that many things are open anyway, so you know, it was what it was. It was a good trade-off to get to go to Disney. So, um but I will say in New York, uh even different counties are different. In my county, they give me this phone call and send me the text message. I've heard of other counties around here where they want to do a Zoom call during the day with you to make sure you're like really quarantining. So I can only speak for how it went for me. I've heard some stories of other people that have come back from places. And I mean, they want to make sure you're like in your room by yourself quarantining. Um, So, you know, you have to understand that if you're going to go, you need to be prepared to really diligently follow what they lay out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause it could be different, different places. Yeah.
0: I know one of our other agents went and got back last week. She's in Connecticut and she actually went and got a test, literally went right from the airport to the testing site. Mm. Uh, she said it took about two hours to get her test. And then she heard back four days later for herself. She was the last person to be tested. The rest of her family didn't hear for seven days. So it's just kind of weird. Um,
2: Which and in New York, they even said I, I can't remember if it was on that form that I read or if I had read that somewhere else, but it said like a negative po- a negative COVID test is not like a substitute for you still quarantining. So you are expected even if you go and you get that test and it says you're negative, they still want you to take you know the proper safety precautions too. Not yeah, right that around. could be
0: because of false negatives. I know that in Rhode Island, where I am, I could do either the test or the quarantine. Yeah. Um, and I was going to do the test, but I couldn't find any testing centers that had any availability in that two-week period. And even then, the testing site said six to ten days for results. Right. Because they're all backed up. I'm I guessing Rhode Island, they've actually cut down some of the... Like, there's not as many testing centers as there was before, which seems weird, but... It is what it is. Um, And then April, you had to quarantine when you got home.
1: Yes, I did. Although the travel, new travel order went into effect. I'm in Massachusetts. It went to effect August 1st. I did quarantine for two weeks when I got home just because I traveled from Florida and it was recommended. And I, I didn't have any checkups though. I didn't have to fill out any forms. I just made the decision on my own to quarantine and monitor myself and I've been fine. My family's been fine. Yeah. So no concerns.
0: I mean, we, we drove back in, so there was no, nothing at the border yeah. saying, um, you know, that, Oh, where you're coming from me, that stuff. So I don't know if that would be the case now, because even now going from Rhode Island and Massachusetts, you have to fill out a travel form ahead of time and all that other stuff. So we don't know how that's going to work, but, um, So just one of those things. Now, uh, Lindsay, did you have any kind of a quarantine when you got home? I'm not sure what your state has.
3: No, North Carolina doesn't require you to. I still stayed at home just because I did go to a different state that does have higher numbers. So out of precaution for my family and my friends and everybody else, um, I stayed home for two weeks. But it wasn't required of me, so...
0: I know pretty much any of the states in the Northeast, if you're pretty much coming where from anywhere outside of the Northeast, you do have to do the quarantine. So you definitely want to double check with your state. Um, I know uh, Florida has lifted the quarantine requirements for anyone going down from the tri-state to Florida. So that one is, you know, all set. Just in time for uh, Lindsay and Whitney to go back. They're mm-hmm. taking their kids. They're going back.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, And then they'll
0: all be stuck in home again for two weeks when they get back.
2: It was, it's, it's the trade-off. I mean, when we got home, we said, oh my gosh, this was pretty amazing. It was an amazing time to visit. You know, I mean, we've talked about maybe if it's your first visit or your only visit, there's a lot of things that are different and maybe that's not the right time to go. But for us, we're lucky enough to get to go pretty frequently and when we were down there, we were just like, oh, the kids would just love this, riding everything and no weights. And, you know, so we're, we're taking them back. We're very excited.
3: Oh, yeah. And that's a testament to how safe I felt <laughs> because I was pretty much convinced that my child would not be going to Disney for the foreseeable future um, when I went down. I really went down, one, because I just so desperately needed a break. And a vacation and a checkout from reality. But I wanted to see what it was like to be able to explain to my clients the pros, the cons and everything else. But I also wanted to see what it was like so that I could determine when I would be ready to take my son to go. And it was. I came back and I just I just kept looking at my pictures and thinking how safe I felt and how empty it was. I mean Wit and I, our Magic Kingdom day, we were on a ride at closing. Then we went to the Emporium and then we literally, like we got pictures sitting on Main Street with no one in them. And I was just like, I I called her up and I'm like, I kind of want to take Landon to go get one of those pictures. So I think I'm going to go. And it just sort of turned into a full fledged adventure. That we're about to go on. And I cannot wait. I am so excited. It literally started as like a
2: one night. We were like, I was going to drive down and hang out with Lindsay at her house for like a while. Because we have nothing going on here. I'm like, these kids have got to get out. So I'm like, Lindsay, I'm coming to North Carolina. We're going to just hang out for the week. And then she's like, you want to fly to Disney for like a night and a couple of days? And I'm like, yeah. And then the next thing I know, I'm there for like a week. (laughs) But. Whatever. Like Lay's potato chips. You can't have just one. You just can't stop once, you know, yeah. We were so we felt very good.
3: even It just keeps on getting crazy. Yeah. We had a good time. Yes. Okay. Well, I think we've, uh, you know, definitely
0: chatted this up a lot. And I think we have some new information to provide to our listeners. So do want to thank you ladies for tonight and have a great night. Just a reminder to be sure to check out the Walking Down Main Street blog. Many of the agents from Coastes and Castles Travel write articles and share fun information. That can be found on walkingdownmainstreet.com or by searching Walking Down Main Street on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. If there is a topic you would like to have us talk about, please feel free to email us at info at t r a v e l c n c. N- c- a quick note about our sponsor, Coasters and Castles Travel is a full-service travel agency that specializes in Disney destinations, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, Ocean and River Cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. The agency has been awarded the Authorized Disney Vacation Planner Status and the You Preferred Partner Program with Universal Studios. The agency was also honored with the President's Award with Travel Leaders in 2019. Minutes are precious, so until we meet again, enjoy them with your friends and family.